tremendous talk. We got the industry, tea and the jokes. Actors, directors, musicians, and more. You're listening to tremendous talk. Hey guys, I'm Law Sharma. And I'm Ashley Rapano Sanchez. And this is a Tremendous Talk podcast. We're here to highlight and celebrate inclusivity and representation in entertainment and uplift our communities. That's right. Each week, join us as we guide you through the realms of Hollywood and beyond as we speak to industry professionals in the spotlight. We'll talk about owning individuality and the journey of self-discovery. Visibility on screen and their parallels to society. Pop culture, current events, and so, so much more. This is a safe space to break down all the walls with big screen names who hold even bigger places in our hearts. And the unsung heroes behind the scenes. From who they are to their PB&J making process, learn about your favorite people. From their very own mouths. So grab a boba tea. And leave your shoes at the door. Welcome to... Tremendous Talk! Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us to the very first episode of Tremendous Talk. Uh, we're so excited to be doing this podcast, uh, but let's introduce ourselves. Ash, why don't you go first? Hi, my name is Ashley Rapana Sanchez. I am a Filipino-American actor, comedian, musician, filmmaker, a lot of different adjectives in a lot of different places, a lot of different hats I wear. I am also the publicity manager for Tremendous Communications, shout out. And a fun fact about me is Obama's secret security dogs once peed in a drum case at a show. <laughs> Sounds like the Obamas owe you a new drum case. <laughs> That's crazy. <sighs> well, I'm Law Sharma. I'm a Filipino, Indian-American actor, host, and filmmaker. I'm originally from the Bay Area, but I've been in L.A. for about eight years now, going on nine, which is nuts. Um, fun fact about me is that I'm currently very obsessed with K-pop, uh, and I refuse to tell my therapist about it so that she can't make me stop. <laughs> <laughs> But we're excited to be doing this podcast together. Ash and I have become really good friends over the, the short time that we've actually known each other. Um, yeah. And I feel really lucky to have finally gotten to know you over the time. I used to know her just through emails. And then we were in uh, something called the Philippinex Actors Barcada, FAB, as we like to call it, uh, which Ash actually facilitated our scene study class. So uh, Yeah, now we're partners. How does it feel? You're stuck with me. Partners in crime, woo -ooh. Real crime, too, not just, like, metaphorically. We also do crime. And, but kind, <laughs> kind crime. Kind crime oh, where okay. we don't hurt anybody and everybody wins. We're like Robin Hood, but brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like Ash mentioned, she, she sent me a bunch of emails over my time working at different outlets and, uh, and it's, been crazy to think that we haven't been friends longer um but yeah right it's it, funny because before we met i actually heard your name all the freaking time and everyone's like oh you know law right and i'm like no i don't <laughs> <laughs> who the what kind of dumb name <laughs> and i think i actually met you because when a couple years ago or whatever it was we were both on a podcast for mm -hmm. i think it was like Either APAM or, yeah, yeah, that podcast. And I forget what the month was, but we, I think it was like a publicity month or like a press yeah. or journalist relations month. And then that's how we finally started chatting, I think. But yeah, super excited to be doing this. A little bit about our backgrounds, we mentioned a little bit, but I'm Filipino and Indian. My dad's Punjabi. Parents met here. 
Uh, and so you can imagine the self-identity issues I've had growing up. Uh, Ash, I know you're similar. What is your mix? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom is Filipino. She is from Cebu in the Philippines. And my dad is a mix of like Greek, Italian, and a couple other Mediterranean general area things. Fun fact, my ancestry first told me I was like Filipino and straight up Egyptian. So, but it's cool that it changes and shows you kind of like where your family goes and everything. Anyway, I'm Filipino and Mediterranean. <laughs> but yes, La, I, I fully agree with you on the fact of like, and we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, right? About the feeling of like, never fully being Filipino or never fully being XYZ and not feeling like we belong, even in spaces where it's so welcoming and so loving. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in Filipino Actors Barcada events or, or classes or something, and I'm just like, I don't belong here. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's wrong. I'm an imposter. Yeah. And so, I mean, we'll talk about why we're doing this podcast in a little bit more detail a little bit later, but that is kind of the theme, right? Is uh, there's so many different voices and there's so many different ways that we interpret our identities and our cultures. And we just wanna give all of those voices a platform, including ourselves to to say like, maybe, maybe I am Filipino enough. Maybe I am Asian enough. Maybe I am American enough. Uh, so we hope to inspire. We hope to bring on guests that inspire you guys. But thank you for joining us. But something that we are going to be doing every episode is talk about our current faves. Ash, I want to hear about your current faves. What are you watching, reading, all that jazz? These are a few of my favorite things. Okay, Woo! so watching. I just started. I have been... I'm going to talk about this forever, but I've been in this season of self-care and my self-care looks like watching everything that makes me feel cozy and safe, which means Halloween stuff. And I have only been watching Halloween stuff, basically. So I have been watching um, Reginald the Vampire with Jacob Batalon, right? That's how you pronounce it? Batalon, Batalon. Bat Batalon. That's we how we said it. We love him here. Yeah, Jacob's yeah, great. we are big fans of all his work. Um, I've also been watching like dumb food vlogs and stuff on YouTube that make me feel safe and and good. Usually Disney food vlogs, but yeah. anyway, also eating my oh my gosh! So I ate this and I have been obsessed with it ever since. At Seafood City, they have a foot long throne, like a foot long, a whole foot long, and I cannot stop thinking about it. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it, and every I just every time I leave the house, I'm like, what am I gonna eat? Oh, I gotta go to Seafood City, guys. <laughs> Um, and for reading, I have been reading the whole Tita Rosie's Kitchen Mystery series by oh. Mia P. Mananantala. And I'm currently reading Blackmail and Babinka. Shout out to Denise Cabanella. She does the audio narration of this. Which um, is wonderful. She is fantastic. She's co-founder of Filipino Actors Barcada. But yeah, I think Mia is actually releasing a new book this year. So that's awesome. The book is kind of like, it's not necessarily... Halloween vibes, but it's murder mystery vibes and I'm mm. I'm kind of into it. But okay, here's the thing about these books. There are so many it's it's about a kitchen, right? Like the girl the main girl is a freaking baker. So all that's in the books are these incredible recipes and like I can't tell you how many times I've gone out and I've left my house because I've heard ube crinkles so many times and had to go get ube crinkles and now it's it's just it's delicious. Like it's delicious in every form of the word from how it stimulates your mind and how it stimulates leads your palate while you're reading anyway <laughs> um and things i have been doing oh okay this is super random i 
got, I'm so nervous about walking um, the, the family dog. Her name is Amaya, but she's this giant, like almost 80 pound husky. So she's a huge monster, right? And I'm just a tiny wee lady. So whenever I walk her, I'm so nervous. My hand's going to slip out of the leash or something. So I got this, I love fanny packs and I got mm. this fanny pack leash. Oh, so she's yeah. literally like attached to my body now. And the joke is my husband's always like, is she walking you or are you walking her? So I have been loving going on walks lately and now I feel safer. And then two shout outs that I wanted to say, Oh my God, this is so long. I'm sorry. Two shout outs. No, I wanted good. to say my Asian American girl club water bottle. I've just been bringing it with me everywhere. got to hydrate. It's a summer season and my master plan planner by Asia. Dang. I use it every single day of my life and I can't recommend it enough. Okay. Law. <laughs> Enough with my blabbing. Tell me about your favorite things. Those are all really good things. I think mine are going to be a little <laughs> bit less exciting. Who knows? Um, <laughs> right now, I'm kind of in a similar similar vibe. I've been watching a lot of comfort comfort stuff. Um, uh, I I've been watching a lot of Twice music videos. Lee Seraphim just came out with a new song. Fifty Fifty's been going viral, so those make me happy. I'm a big ASMR guy, um, so I do love watching. ASM artists, <laughs> it gets me to sleep. It's like kind of like my meditation, and um, and truthfully, I do watch like tarot card readings just because like it helps me reflect on my day. Uh, in the same way that like I don't necessarily buy into horoscopes, but I do like listening to what my horoscope says because it makes me think about what I'm doing, you know, that day, uh, <laughs> or like well, how I'm feeling that day. Um, right now, what I'm currently eating way too much of is I had a friend. Um, come over and they gave me all of these like this is like a green tea Japanese Kit Kat and I have all these like I don't even know what the company Kusagi I don't know but I I am obsessed with these little gummies you guys my favorite flavor is grape right now um, <laughs> so so that's what I'm eating and I think super exciting um, I'm reading a book right now called The Psychopath Test by uh, John Ronson and it is insane. It's very like knives out in setup, but it is um, nonfiction. So it's about this guy. He get he's an investigative journalist. He gets invited to to find out what's going on with these puzzles that were sent to all of these world class academics across the world. And it devolves into an investigation about what is a psychopath and why do they function the way that they do. Um, and so very, very interesting book. Highly recommend. What a great read. Um, and right now, something random, a little random shout out. Just want to shout out a couple creators that I recently bought pins from. Um, where is that other one? Oh, here it is. So I want to shout out Midnight Dogs for this Nope pin. It's amazing. It's the, it's the metal horse with like the, the flags hanging out of it. Uh, Fred also made like an everything everywhere once pin that I absolutely adore. He also has an us pin actually. So he's, he's a Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele guy, but these are really high quality pins. I'm a big pin guy. I also want to shout out kimchi, uh, kimchi creative for this Porco Rosso pin, which is my favorite studio Ghibli film. It's so cute. You don't see merch of him. Um, and she is an Asian American creator. And so super, super shout out to both. Uh, Midnight Dogs and Kimchi Creative for brightening my day with these pins. 
hold the hell up. So <laughs> I've learned so many things about you in the past two minutes. <laughs> One, okay, ASMR. I had no idea you were into ASMR. Like, what What do you want? Like, when you, when mm. you look up on YouTube, what ASMR do you watch? Is it, like, bags crinkling? Because when you were opening, like, the Japanese candy bags, I was like, that's an interesting sound. It's interesting, right? Because, like, ASMR, I think it means, like, what is it? Auto sensory median response or something. It just means that like tingling sensation that you get. So I used to get that that sensation when I taught people at the Apple store or sometimes when someone's talking to me, you know, like if it's very like altruistic and very silent and it's just me and them, it's less about the sound and more about the connection in that case. But for ASMR, you can trigger that same sensation with sounds on your microphone or whatever. What I like to watch if I'm trying to go to sleep, it's like no talking, you know, like I love the celebrities on W, the, the website W, they do ASMR. And there's like compilations where it's just the no talking parts of the ASMR videos. Love that. Love haircut role play just because I love the bzzz. Um, But then there's other videos that aren't intended for ASMR, but they give me the ASMR response. Uh, there's an old British man named Grand Illusions on YouTube. And he just shows you all the toys he's collected over the decades. Like this is this guy's passion is toys. And so just like watching him like talk about it, it calms me. It's like meditation. I don't know. Super. I random. love this. This is so cool. Okay. Wait, what's your, what's your favorite kind of related, but kind of not related. What's your favorite sound? Like just the sound. That is rough. I mean, I do love rain falling outside of a window. That one's like, really nostalgic feeling uh that's a hard one what about you do you have a favorite sound <laughs> i don't know so here's my thing with sound i i think i recently have discovered that i'm a little sensitive to sound which is ironic because i am a musician but yeah. i think it comes from being an only child and being full of like silence all the time like mm. no one talked to me i didn't talk to anybody and i yeah. sat in silent rooms for a lot and then so now being in my husband's house with like his whole family there's noises constantly happening and i'm slowly learning how different noises affect me in different ways but my favorite noise i also go to sleep to the sound of rain falling like mm -hmm. it's specifically uh like the the river R river river fall river i don't know just like a river like a river rain i don't know that kind of deal rivers i like rivers yeah but my favorite sound is the sound and it's always been this way ever since i was a kid when you have like a, a pencil box or like a crayon box and you close it i don't know the, 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 the... <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah yeah what is that called that's a great sound <laughs> It's just a good sound. I don't know. It's but it's so specific and it always makes me happy. And things in boxes. <laughs> That's not it. That's not Is this an that. ASMR podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, I, when you were talking, I added the uh, psychopath test to my my reading list. It is insane. What a book. Like literally what a book. They get they get into like Scientology a little bit too and just like because the idea is like sometimes the most powerful people in the world are psychopaths. And so they do things to cause chaos. There's no there's no rhyme or reason behind why they do messed up stuff. And that's what I really like about the book. And it's very, very eye opening. Check it out. Everyone check it out. Maybe I shouldn't check it out because it will make <laughs> me nervous. <laughs> if you end up reading it and being like, I see nothing wrong here. You're a psychopath and you know, the world would be better for you knowing, you know what I mean? <laughs>
I'm going to have a conversation with you in two weeks saying, I think we need to talk. I've I learned, learned a lot some about things myself. about myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also says in the book that if you're, if you like ASMR, you're a psychopath. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I also learned that, well, I've known this kind of about you, but I need to show you my pin collection too, because yes. I've collected all the pins I've had since I was a kid. And I now got one of those like Ida purses or whatever. It's the purses that you can yeah, put you your can pins in and like show them off. Uh, I love it. I'll get to show you all my stuff. I, I'm trying to get a new cork board to, to hang all these bad boys. Oh, yeah. On, you know, I love pins. I love them so much. But Let's talk about things that we've done recently that maybe we're proud of or excited about. I, you go first. You go first. I want to hear about your audition stuff. Oh yeah, I mean it. I, it did not go well. I got I got a <laughs> I got a text from my agent basically saying like, "Hey, casting likes you. Uh, they're calling you direct callback. I didn't audition." So I was like, "Oh, excited." I'm ex. Why I'm choosing that as like my favorite recent thing is because it's exciting to still get to be in the room to be like sought out. I did not do very well. I stumbled over my words way too much. And I was also, I almost felt like I was like the alternate alternate auditioner because everyone looked like older gray, like, like older man. And then here I come and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? Like, I, I know I don't look my age necessarily, but I definitely didn't look that, old you know what i mean so that was interesting that makes me make me think like maybe if they're going off of look i might still book it and then who knows i'll be in australia for the end of the month but um that would be very exciting that's something that i am i'm just like still thinking about still processing but i'm i'm very glad that it happened uh ash what about you ah um recently in the couple like past couple months or past couple weeks we've been recording in the studio that i am in right now for my band take the skies um i've been helping my husband out with some stuff here in the studio too we've been working on the jingle for the podcast it's been like a very music heavy time which i'm enjoying because i've played music since i was a kid but there was a long time as an adult that i from like when i graduated high school to maybe three years ago or something when i came back to las vegas from new york I didn't play music for like 10 years. And it's crazy to think about now because music has been such a big part of my life outside of that time. And yeah. I remember picking up my guitar and like asking myself like, oh, what if I did continue music? What if I did like pick up some sheet music and just start reading? Or what if I did just like mess around and, and like find out what happens with it? But I'm really happy I'm playing music again. And I think it's also helped me as like a, an artist in general and as an actor. I noticed some of the things I book are just because I play music. Like people yeah. just are, are looking for a drummer who happens to be a, a woman or something like that. So yeah. that's been pretty cool. Um, and then I've been trying to work on like some Las Vegas community events and stuff and working on the films I'm working on with Tremendous Joyride and Shortcomings. Woo. However, I'm kind of going to get into the next part of what we're kind of chatting about. I've been kind of navigating this space right now where, geez, dude, like I'll get burnt out so easily. Like I'll work a, a couple like 15 or 16 hour days for work. And I'm just not a human after that at all. And my social meter is running like really low lately. 
and that kind of stuff. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance things. And I have my little habit tracker and stuff. And I know the things that keep me me, but I've been so bad at doing them. And I think with all of the community events that I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to settle more in Las Vegas a little bit and create like a network out here, like I have in LA, but I've been saying yes to way too much. And all of a sudden, I found myself like with an improv audition and, and with all these different auditions and I was working on three films and I was doing stuff for Tremendous and the podcast started and all these different things, like 20 things are happening. And I had to sit myself down and literally write them all in my morning pages and cross off things and like put them in priority order. It was crazy. So I think right now I'm, I'm realizing that I am a workaholic. I, I do have an issue with like keeping myself busy to, I don't know, just keep myself busy. There's probably a lot more to that, but I'm focusing <laughs> on what I love and what I want to do. And at the end of the day, it comes down to doing all things tremendous, all things acting and filmmaking and all things music. So I think it's just taking those things and, and molding it into whatever my day happens to look like. What about you, La? Oh man. Well, I, before I would talk about, I mean, I'm in, I'm in a similar boat in the sense of like, figuring out what works for me right but man does that resonate <laughs> like like uh feeling burnt out not knowing what to do not feeling like you can stop that's a big one for me um i feel like sometimes if i stop hustling or i stop chasing that i'll stop living you know like i'll stop breathing that i won't feel like the drive anymore to do stuff so to that end right now i've just been really excited to be making content, staying creative, you know, like go, going to places and then filming as I film and doc. I love documenting where I go, what I eat, where I, who I'm with. Um, and then being able to turn that into a piece of content where then now I can look back. Like if anything, it's, it's great for me. You know, I get to look at like my time at Renfair. I get to look at my time at, you know, um, the museum trips I, I go to, or like, just seeing my friends like I love having that on my phone and it also feels nice to like share that outwardly in a productive way and it does help with that creative bug like this podcast helps with that creative need that I have that desire that I have um and then I mean like it it's always going to be a struggle on freelancing uh if no one if anyone out there doesn't know I freelance <laughs> so so I uh it's finding work obviously is really discouraging. So being able to fill that time where I'm not working with like good people, good vibes, even planning trips for the future of like, Oh, in a month from now, I'll be happier. You know, like, like just like setting those things up for myself. Um, but that's kind of been where I'm at. Uh, something that I, I believe in Ash and we've talked about this before, uh, but is, small but certain happiness and like i've mentioned k-pop before i mentioned you know i love food small but certain happiness is i think it's a korean ideology like they have a phrase for it but the idea is that you find something that always works for you to improve your day for me it's a k-pop music video maybe a cheeseburger you know what i mean like i know that i will feel better even if it's just like an inch forward into feeling better that is sometimes enough for me to keep going. Um, and so I am glad that you're finding what works for you because that like kind of you know parallels that idea where it's just like, why am I sad? Oh, it's this thing I'm doing. How can I be happy? Oh, by doing this thing. It's like, it seems so simple, but it's not. It's like, you know, I, I totally understand the mental burden, but I'm proud of you for, 
for one being vulnerable enough to admit it on this podcast first episode that's what we do baby <laughs> we're vulnerable as hell <laughs> but like uh, but but also that you're trying to sort it out and see what works for you because at the end of the day burning out is not good for anybody it means that you have to stop um rest is good moderation is good and uh and hopefully we learn more about how people deal with this kind of stuff as we have more guests on because uh, the creative space there's not one right way to do it um so we're trying to figure out all the different tools that we can gather together i'm sorry law when you mentioned the ren fair video i couldn't oh. think of anything else oh no i'm so sorry it's a little naughty it's on my <laughs> it's on my instagram it is uh, hilarious it's so funny <laughs> i like but something that you said that i i really enjoy is that you love documenting things with the people around you and stuff i think i'm trying to do that more myself and and trying because i feel so when i pull out my phone in the middle of like a moment that i'm enjoying life i'm like dude i'm just betraying myself in this moment and i'm pulling my phone out and it's like who am i sharing the moment with now my phone or the people around mm -hmm. me but i i think that's such an old school way of thinking or not old school but i think i just need to get out of that mental mind trap and and embrace sharing memories and remembering yeah. things. Cause I've often go back in my phone and me and my husband are talking and we're like, what did we do last weekend? I don't know. I didn't take any pictures. I don't remember anything. Like, did I black out? What happened? Yeah. I, I am I, the exact opposite. Like <laughs> I will save memes that I saw that day because it was relevant for that day. I will screenshot conversations that happened that day that make me laugh. You know, like I need all that because it's, it's like you said, when you go back in your phone, not only does it help you remember, but it helps you feel all those things that you felt again, whether that's good or bad. I think it's it's a nice way to reflect on how your life is going and and how you're feeling internally. Hundred percent. I think it also it's this is gonna get dark, but when my <laughs> grandma passed away, when I just I remember I had all these like videos in my phone and all these pictures in my phone and everything and I I just whenever I think of that I'm just reminded of I could have taken so much more I could have yeah. done so much more I could have remembered so much more and I know it's all like up in the noggin still but I mean like things that you can pass down to your future family members or things you can share with the people that you love now that you didn't know back then or whatever it may have been but yeah I do like that I do like saving memories so thank you I will I will do that more yeah yeah and uh, hopefully we make a lot more memories here on this podcast. I think it's time to start talking about wh what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think for the Tremendous Talk podcast, we definitely started it because of the need for AAPI representation to yeah. feel like a way to or find a way to bolster our community and the people in it and 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 see how we can like contribute i guess to the growth and like the wave that we're all feeling but i i think i speak for both of us when i say that's not where it ends we want to bolster all voices we want to have as many marginalized voices that want to that need a platform you have it here at tremendous talk um and as far as aapis and entertainment how do you feel about where we are right now ash i feel uh, i mean it's consistently growing and changing and 
I have to bring up the Oscar sweep for Everything Everywhere All yeah. at Once. What a historic, beautiful moment. I know it happened like a while, a couple of weeks ago, but how how fresh is it still and how beautiful it is that this this moment in history has just happened. However, how heartbreaking it is that this moment in history just happened. Like it's such a bittersweet moment and, and it's so legendary and it's so beautiful. But I think there's a, a consistent push and pull of this is fantastic. We're, we're doing all these things, but also this is the only thing that we have. Like why can all the people who have been in star Wars who are AAPI, why can they all fit in one page? Why is everything everywhere just being recognized now? Why is X, Y, Z happening? So I think the analogy that I've used in the past was it's this like, this this like glass door and Michelle Yeoh puts a little crack in it and then everybody else puts a little crack in it and Kihai Kwan puts a little crack in it and all of a sudden these cracks are coming and like we're slowly pushing through but it's still there so and it's it's this like and then working in it too my my whole job my whole life is is surrounded by celebrating AAPI and entertainment and it's it's so lovely that we get to like celebrate it every day but then I I like zoom out of my little circle in the world and I see, yeah. oh, wow, this is not the case. Like, even in the TV shows that I watch personally, I'm like, wow, have, there's no one on screen that's a person of color, which it's like 2023, dude, that's got to change. But, yeah. you, you know, what do, what do you think? I, I, I think... You know, we, we say it all the time, you see it online, is like representation matters, right? And it, and it matters not just because, you know, like for the sake of like, we're, we're not, you know, checking something off a list like oh we got a chinese guy in the movie we're good it, it matters because of the people like us or the people who are younger than us or the people who are maybe older and looking for for a change of pace or like are inspired to get into this industry representation matters because you need to see yourself you need to know that you're capable of doing these things and whether that's a fictitious story that proves that to you it doesn't matter the way that you feel when you see those people like when i saw dante bosco growing up and hook do you know what that did for me you know as a as a young boy with an attitude i was just like oh hell yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be an issue i'm gonna be a problem peter pan but like it it, it like it you know invigorated me and and representation totally matters but i do agree with you it's that we have so much further to go like even from a selfish standpoint i am so happy that the East Asians out there are killing it. Shortcomings, Joyride, you know, everything everywhere all at once. Shang-Chi. I'm waiting for my brown Asian success story, you know? When you see something like Raya and the Last Dragon come out and then not get, like, bolstered in the same way, that that hurts. When a movie like Easter Sunday comes out or Fabulous Filipino Brothers and no one really goes to see it, that hurts. And so why representation matters is that we want to keep ourselves up there. And then it's even more complicated for people like you or I who are mixed race, where it's like, well, I don't look just Filipino. I don't look just Indian. When am, when am I going to get to play me? You know, like what I look like on screen, not ethnically ambiguous, but like a product of my cultures. And I and I think I think that's like going to be our biggest takeaway from making this podcast is like proving that point why representation matters why there's space for us um and that's just just kind of how i feel about the idea i think there's obviously a gap to bridge between 
Asians and and non Asians or like or let's say non white versus white right like like there's a there's a gap of uh, to bridge like whether it's like directors or people in writing rooms or or the lead actors like when I see a brown guy leading a rom com like what's love got to do with it hell yeah but does it bother me that the love interest is like a white savior type a little bit you know what i mean like like i want to see different stories that are are authentic and um and that's why i think everything ever all at once as goofy and crazy and ridiculous as that movie was it still felt genuine and authentic um and that's what i'm hoping like these new projects coming out feel like like you've seen joyride right i haven't seen it yet would you say that like that movie kind of encapsulate what we're talking about does it further push representation or or did you not feel represent represented in that i'm curious i it, it's funny because because i'm filipino and i'm half filipino and i am a person of mixed race and i am southeast asian you look at the screen and you don't immediately align with these stories however just being aapi and being asian american and having this story about someone who does not feel like like does does the lead character fully feel Asian or, or does she like just going on this journey with her and her finding her own self and the journey of self-discovery? That's literally part of our podcast is the journey of self-discovery and individuality. It's this cast of characters just going Fuck it. And you see this group of friends just like fully embracing what it feels like to live life. And I think that's beautiful. And I think yeah. Now we are at the point in representation in media where we finally are seeing people just living their lives instead of having a representation in entertainment and media be an explanation of, of who we are, an explanation of our culture. culture yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. Instead of saying what it is, we're showing who we are now and we're showing we are, yes, we are XYZ. We are like Chinese, we're Korean, we're Filipino, we're Vietnamese. But now we're also saying I'm also an artist. I also will take century egg shots with you. I also <laughs> am X, Y, Z. Like it's, it's, we're getting to a place where we're showing that characters are nuanced and full of life and full of like, like we're allowing our characters to have these flaws and yes. flaws are what people connect with. As a storyteller, I will say this time and time and again, people don't like perfect characters. People like yeah. characters that are flawed in a way that you can look on screen and say, I've experienced that same thing. I've been up in that same way. I've messed up in that same way. I've been mean in that same way. And now I see that character's journey and maybe I can heal from it or maybe I can learn from it or maybe I'm just going to laugh with it. Yeah. And I think that's where we are now. And for me, that's the part of the podcast that I really like because in four minutes, you, you can't get that with someone at a junket yeah. or I mean, it's hard, but people can do it, but you can't get into like the nitty gritty of who a person is in the short time that we're usually allowed to speak with the people who we our, our idols or the people who make the things that we're obsessed with or the people who are creating change and action into entertainment or in whatever sphere they're in. So now I think with the time we have in this podcast, with the resources that we have in this podcast, I think now is the time where we're opening up our communities to these directors, to these actors, to these filmmakers and getting to know who they are, how they got here, exactly what makes them who they are instead of just what they do. Yeah, from who they are to their PB and J making process. Learn about your favorite people from their from very their own very mouth. own mouths. <laughs> Sorry, we <laughs> we filmed a promo video for this, and it's kind of ingrained in our brains. Um, <laughs> let's move on to something that's happening right now, 
literally down the street at Warner Brothers and, and Disney for me. WGA strike, the writer's strike right now. Just to get paid, man. That's all they're looking for is getting paid. Uh, it's a very weird time in the industry. Um, and luckily we have some guests that are coming up in the future that talk about kind of what it means to be a writer right now. But Ash, are you like nervous are you excited are you exhilarated like how do you feel about the strike because i know for me i'm i'm excited that they're they're going after their money um but i'm nervous about how long it's gonna take obviously dude i'm stoked i'm so stoked because this is where change happens right when people band together in solidarity for action this is where movement takes place this is where change happens. this is where things like start like the ball's rolling and it's going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. At least that's what I hope will happen. And we've seen how powerful protest is. We've seen how powerful strikes are. Like to have every single writer in Hollywood stop. That is like, I think the last writer strike in 07, how many, how many, what's the percentage of money that was lost in that time? Wasn't it like $2 billion or something crazy like yeah, that? Billions, yeah. Yeah. It was insane because writers make everything. Writers are the, yeah. the foundation of everything that we do. So I, I think it's so dope. I think it makes me so heartbroken that they're asking for literally like the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. they, they just want a living wage. That's it. They just want to be able to pay their bills and write and, and be treated with kindness and be treated with fairness. And yeah, I think that's very telling of, of entertainment and it takes a little bit of that like rose colored glasses off our industry, yeah. right? Like this, yeah. this is what goes on. We don't pay our folks and, and the people who have these billions of dollars that they intake every year, like their salaries are insane. Yeah. They're the people who are literally creating those shows can't even pay their rent that month. That are living in poverty. Straight yeah, up. Yeah. What do you. Poverty. Mm -mm. Biggest mm -mm. shows in the world and cannot afford to get groceries. That's a that's a huge problem. Um, something that I saw, like, let me just say, side note, writers make the best picket signs. <laughs> they make the best picket signs. Like I saw one that was just like, literally just give up one yacht. And it's just like, yeah, how many people would that feed families for? You know what I mean? I saw one where it's like, what do you do all day? It's like, that's like, that's kind of kind of treatment that I bet writers are getting all the time because yeah, on paper, it seems like an easy job, but it's not an easy job. These people are putting in way too many hours. They're not seeing their families. And then now they're not getting rewarded for that dedication. Uh, and so I'm all for it. I'm all for supporting them. I've been driving by honking. I hope to join the picket lines uh, next week. Um, but it's, it's definitely an interesting time and especially because we're talking about like wanting representation wanting to be seen but if we don't have the people who know how to do that and write that on the page then then the whole industry suffers and we're all going to suffer of it but what i will say is that the response has been genuinely positive i think you know what i mean like people online get it i think we're at the verge of and I, I don't want to like necessarily manifest this, but I think we're on the verge of like a mass like strike throughout the industry of all the different roles that aren't getting the money that they should. Like if, if a CEO is getting $350 million a year, a year, why can't we spread the wealth? Like quite literally spread the wealth. I have, I will never see that kind of money in my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm I'm jazzed up. I hope they get what they need. I hope every department 
and every union gets the respect that they deserve because making a movie, making a show, it's a team project. It's a, t- it, it, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. And uh, if your coach is a big old asshole, <laughs> then you're going to want to say something. So I'm glad that they're saying something. That That is a very, very general way to talk about the strike. There's a lot more nuance to it, obviously. But yeah, it just it, it comes down to respect, right? They don't feel respected in the room. They don't feel respected on the on the page with, with their paychecks. And um, they don't res- feel respected for the future because of like all the conversation around AI and how AI can write a script and then writers can clean it up. I don't, I don't buy that stuff. I don't like that stuff. It's nope. missing the heart that makes art. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. So we could talk about that a lot, but I will say I'm excited for both of these waves. One, you know, the F you pay me energy that the writers are having right now. And then also the F you put me on stuff that the Asian, uh, my Asian community is having right now. And, and I, and, and that, that ripple is going to continue. Um, I hope to lead to a better, to a better tomorrow. Wait, 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 but thinking of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so visual. Wow. But I mean, think of it though. Like when, what happens during a period of rest? Like, sure. It's not necessarily rest, but there's a, there's a pause. There is a pause where people aren't worked to the bone at this moment. They're yeah. they're out there spreading their voice. But after this, can you imagine the whatever whatever there's agreed upon? I just there's going to be some beautiful stuff out there that comes out after this. I mean, even the pandemic, well, as difficult as it was for the industry, some of the writing that came out of it was the most robust and the most like fulfilling writing that you could that you can you hope to turn into a, uh, a project you know and we really benefited from that it's like the idea of like a forest may burn down but it allows for like a new forest to grow so we're in like the burning <laughs> we're in like the burning stages right now <laughs> watching the industry go up but hopefully 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 we get some restoration and regrowth like you said um and I'm honestly, Ash, just excited to get more guests on and to talk about like what their opinions are. I'm sure it's going to vary, right? Like, yeah. There's going to be people that feel bitter. There's going to be people that are excited. Um, but the truth of the matter is when you're a writer and there's a strike, a lot of those projects are just going to fall off the vine, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. so it's going to be some time before we all see new good content, but we're here for the ride and you can tune into tremendous talk as we wait <laughs> we'll provide the entertainment oh gosh so what this means what this like wga strike means is that live shows may be just on reruns there's no more new episodics so because everything is is in such a streaming state right now this is something we may not feel until after this is over and done with until like a while from now but it does mean that me and law as actors, our lives are kind of changing in the moment as well. Like writers do really affect every single person around us. Yeah. And so now we get to take this time to like work on this podcast, dude, and, and just kind of be here and create content together. And I'm really enjoying that. That's been really fun. I think for me, that is a win that we are privileged and lucky enough to be in this space to work on this podcast and have this outlet for ourselves. 100%. I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's, it's nice. Like we, we, we've said this before, but it's nice to have control over something that matters to us that we care about. Um, 
and representing you guys and representing anyone who needs the representation, we're happy to do it and we're excited to do it on Tremendous Talk. Um, but yeah, let's talk about gratitude, maybe. Let's wrap this up on a, on a high note, Ash. How, what are you grateful for these days? I know we just talked about the podcast and like some heavy stuff, but what's keeping you going these days? LOL. And talking about heavy stuff. <laughs> Law, I know you know this, but I'm kind of a sad, sad lady. Like I, I do. I, I am a sad little lady. And yesterday I had a sad little day and it was kind of just me sitting on the couch. Sad, dude. Like I couldn't do anything. It felt like there was this this giant weight on me, just one of those days, you know? And then my husband was like, get up off the couch. He somehow got me off the couch. I don't know how he did it, but he's a magician and he got me off the couch. We ate an acai bowl together and we hung this sign and we just like, I don't know. I'm just grateful I got off the couch yesterday. And it was one of those days where like, if that's the only thing that happens, it's a win. And so that was such a win yesterday. And I think in general, things I'm grateful for are just the the sunshine, like it's made such an effect on my life since it's, oh my gosh, the weather is finally nice outside and we can sit in the sun and just soak up sunshine. That's been such a, a pleasure. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just the simple things right now that make me the happiest. What about you, La? What are you grateful for? Oh man, uh, I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for the friends I have right now that are, are supporting me. I'm grateful for my family. Um, I think... You know, my my friend put it in a way that like really, it was jarring. But basically, he was saying just like think about how old your parents are, think about how many years maybe they have left, and how many times you see them a year. If you see them once or twice a year, then you maybe see your parents like another twenty times over. You know, like it, it, they they put it in like a really interesting perspective. So it made me, it made it it made me reapproach how I how I spent, I'm going to spend my time with my family. Cause I think I need to make more of an effort, um, regardless of the distance. Um, we also have a new puppy in the family. His name is RJ. He's named after a BTS mascot for the, uh, the member Jin, my mom's bias. So very, very cute little guy. Grateful that, that they have that. Um, but I don't know. I'm just grateful to be here. And that I have a roof over my head during a pretty turbulent time in my career, a pretty turbulent time in my personal life. I'm just, I'm glad that I want to wake up every morning. There are days that I feel like a sad little lady too, <laughs> like just like being, being honest, but, but you can eat those days. And like you said, like you take the wins where you can get them. Um, sometimes the blackout curtains win. Sometimes you do. Um, <laughs> so, I'm grateful for you, Law. I'm grateful for you. I'm also grateful for Jared for, for being there to support you. That's so that's so Yay. nice to have a partner that gets it and also mm -hmm. is encouraging in those moments because depression sucks, you guys. We could have a whole other separate talk called Tremendous Trauma and it, oh would, my be, gosh. it would be just as impassionate, but for the raw for the other in the other direction probably. But I will say one of my favorite quotes of all time, um, I don't know where it originally is from, but I remember it from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it's the steps you take don't have to be big. They just have to lead you in the right direction. And Aww. so take those baby steps and get where you need to go eventually, but take care of yourself along the way. I think that is the takeaway for the episode for me 
any takeaways for you before we wrap ash i think i think it's just about the same. I really like what you said. I like, what is it? The, the, the guaranteed hap, what is it? The seconds of happiness? Small but certain. Small, Small but, certain, but happiness. certain happinesses. I love that so much. I, I think I'm also taking away that your mom is a BTS army. Like what? Oh my God. You have no idea. <laughs> I just, that's, that makes me no so idea. happy. <laughs> she is obsessed with that boy, Jin. And he's in the army right now, so she's like always just like, I wonder if he's doing okay. Oh <laughs> BTS army army. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just uh you know what I'm so stoked for, actually? I'm excited to see how many times can you like freeze a conversation in real time, right? So I'm mm. excited to see us like right now we're in this season of of figuring a lot of stuff out and kind yeah. of like going with the punches and we have this new creative endeavor that we're going to go on and i can't wait to see us in all these different stages of our life like when we're in this moment of like a huge win or when we're in a moment of like i don't know whatever it may be i'm excited to see us move along in this journey and and as we figure things out freezing these conversations in time that we can kind of go back to and yeah. and just see how oh, that was very interesting of where we were then and then the people that come on with us having them in this moment too and capturing them in this like small piece of time in their whole giant life i don't know it's just it's a cool experience it's special it's special to document where we are in time how we're feeling and it'll be really special to see what we feel like a month from now, a year from now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we are, guys, we are set to have so many incredible guests on this podcast. Um, and I'm just really excited to get the insights of people all across the industry. We're going to have press people and actors and directors and writers and it's just going to be a good time. And I, I really appreciate y'all spending the time with us at Tremendous Talk because we are both very excited to get it going. And we have a whole team behind us that are just as excited. Um, you know what? We're more excited. <laughs> We're probably more excited. You know what we are, though, La? We're tremendous. That's what we, we are. We are tremendous. Oh, my God. Ash, you're tremendous. You're tremendous, La. And you guys out there, you're tremendous. Thanks for <laughs> watching and thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Woohoo! The Tremendous Talk Podcast is produced by Lawrence Sharma, Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, Gabriela David, Joseph Geralde, and Jeremiah Abraham in collaboration with Tremendous. The Tremendous Talk Podcast jingle is by Jared Sanchez and Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, produced at Hamsterdam Records.